Coming up, Diageo announced the result of their global media pitch. The tenure of CMOs is shrinking. And the Guardian Group admit that they pay cash rebates to media agencies. Hello and welcome to ID.com's Media Snack, episode 42. Uh, so today, it's the end of the summer, back to business. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to have you back. Good to be back. Uh, we're going to talk about Diageo have concluded quite quickly the result of their $2 billion global media pitch. That's right. Uh, a report that's come out of the US suggesting that CMO turnover has never been greater. Yeah. Uh, and some clever forensic analysis of the Guardian Group's accounts uh, reveal that they pay cash rebates to media agencies in return for advertising spend. Uh, all coming up in today's Media Snack in just the time it takes to eat a sandwich. Okay, so first up, uh, welcome back. It's, it's like back to school time, isn't it? It's the end of the summer. Uh, but it's been quite a, quite a strange summer, quite busy. Absolutely. I mean, normally you'd expect the summer to be a relatively quiet time within the industry, but mm. uh, not this year. No, so there's been a lot been going on. Let's have a quick kind of rundown of some of the big events that have happened in the last three months before we get into the show. Uh, 7th of June, let's start there. The ANA published their media transparency guidelines. Pokemon Go sent everybody bonkers. Yep. Uh, Group M took ubiquity to the High Court. PhD won the VW account, although everybody was talking about the EU auction process. Yeah, not the win. Uh, Haribo in Germany won a landmark case to get visibility of rebates in the German media market. Hearts and Science continued their staggering rise with the AT&T win. Yeah, we've had a couple of uh, media owners reveal rebate practice. Uh, we can't forget Brexit. Brexit. Uh, and Cannes. So we were in Cannes, uh, big highlight of the summer. We had the Olympics. We did indeed, and Facebook Live was really a kind of a big component of that. That's right. The ex-editor of The Guardian reveals that they lost £20 million to Facebook. Yep. Uh, the ad blocker battle continues across the summer. Dentsu continue to uh, acquire businesses with Merkel and Accordant. So some big, big buying there. Uh, Group M takes some brands safely seriously. They appointed a, a brand safety guardian internally. Facebook changes its feed, which hits publisher content. Yeah, uh, and there's some big deals. Publicis announced a massive partnership with Tencent, a uh, big uh, Chinese tech company. And Verizon spent 4.8 billion buying Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, we saw the res resignation of Nancy Hill, who was uh, leading the forays, right in the middle of a spat with the ANA. Uh, Bonin Bao leaves Mondelez to become a TV celebrity. Indeed. Uh, talking of which, YouTube then as well last week changed the rules for monetization, which has upset the, all of their creator community. So diversity has become a hot topic with General Mills and HP uh, requiring a threshold diversity level. Yep. And if that wasn't all big enough, then Apple released the iPhone 7. Okay, so that was a good, uh, very quick rundown. Hopefully you caught some of that across the summer if you weren't sunning yourself on Greek Island somewhere like David. Uh, let's get into the show. Yeah. Uh, first up, big news this week, massive pitch. Uh, Diageo, who we talked about, had, has worked with Cara for a long, long time, announced that they were pitching. Right. We were, at the time, we were surprised that it had gone to pitch mm -hmm. because 
it, it was thought it was one of those brands that would just not pitch. Yeah. They did. Uh, and they've announced the result. That's right. So uh, the pitch launched in May yep. this year, probably the most high-profile global review of the year yep. so far. Uh, 2.8 billion dollars in play, mm -hmm. and it's been announced this week that Carrier retained it. Yep. Certainly in the key regions. So in in the UK, Europe, and in the US, which I think accounts for the majority of, of, of the money. Yep. So that is a, 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 a huge welcome result for, for Cara. Yep. Um, you know, this is on the back of, of having lost ASDA, their kind of, probably their most significant billing account in the UK yep. earlier without a pitch. So, uh, you know, this has certainly kind of stemmed some of the, some of the bleeding on, on that yeah. front. So it's a really good result for Cara. Yeah, and so that's a good result. And we, all, we always talk about, obviously, agencies, you know, pitching for business, hungry to win new business. But when one of your massive global giant accounts uh, goes to pitch, particularly in a year which is, has been relatively quiet on the pitch market, yeah. I mean, the retention is as good as a win. And Diageo is a, kind of the, one of the biggest spenders. Um, why has it been, last year was so busy with yeah. pitches. Why has this year been quieter? Um, we thought it was going to be busier. Mm. Uh, uh, frankly, but uh, I think it's a number of things. I think I think Brexit has had a, an effect. I think the ANA report uh, will have had an influence on yeah. uh, internal decision making. Exactly. Uh, I think that's probably quieted the market down um, temporarily. I think that there will be uh, a, a reignition of. Uh, pitch fever, if you like, going into yeah. Q1, Q2 next year. So I think a lot of brands are preparing themselves perhaps to, to, to re-look at their agency arrangements going into next year. So next up, this, an interesting report's come out of the US uh, that has done some research on CMOs and their tenure. Yeah. And it's suggesting that the tenure of CMOs within key categories is actually shrinking. Yeah. If you think about what we just covered yeah. and what's happened in the first in the last three months across the summer, uh, you wouldn't be surprised. It must be terrifying being a CMO. You've got to be across all of that stuff Absolutely. all the time, and that's while you're on the beach in in, uh, in the Greek islands. Absolutely, and it's on your watch. You've got the CEO, you've got the CFO yeah. on your case, making sure that your marketing investments are providing some form of a return. Yeah. <laughs> it's not surprising that uh, that they're under pressure. It's big pressure. But it was this report indicated that certainly in in categories like retail, so in the top thirty uh, retailers in the US. Uh, 50% of the marketeers had shifted jobs in the last 12 months. Yeah. And the replacements had come from outside of that company. Yeah, yeah. So it, it indicates that there is a massive pressure on immediate delivery mm. and that they're looking for game changers within the industry yeah. rather than trying to source the kind of the resource coming through the, the, the business themselves. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, it's been... We always talked about CMO tenure, CMOs kind of changing, and the, I think the the, you know, the accepted wisdom of that was that CMOs were somehow you know very disloyal and they would just kind of move around a lot. But this I think indicates that businesses are not happy with their CMOs. Yeah. The, the, this level of change, this quick change, and these are demanding categories: CPG, retail, that kind of stuff, e-commerce, um, are changing their CMOs. Uh, that suggests they cannot find CMOs, the right people to do that job. And that's because 
the CMO job is not what it was. It's changed massively. And I think this lends itself perfectly to further discussion around the chief media officer kind of role. So, um, you know, those businesses that have a deep-rooted culture of kind of media excellence, if you perhaps look at, at Unilever, for example, I mean, of their top 50 global media leaders, mm. they've been in those particular media roles for over seven years. Yeah. So, you know, that deep legacy knowledge, that understanding not only of the business, but also of how media works within that business yeah. uh, is, is hugely valued yeah. to that kind of, to those, to those kind of companies. Yeah, yeah. So I think having, you know, a CMO supported or working alongside, you know, a, a, a really strong media leader with deep understanding of media uh, yeah. can only be a good thing. Yeah. And that's, and that's a great opportunity for... You know, for those people looking to take chief media officer type roles, which really should be far more accountable directly to a CFO or a CEO responsible for company investment, um, not be seen as a kind of an executional part of a marketing yeah. organisation. You know, those are the fundamental structural changes I think we'll see. And it does call into question there whether the CMO traditionally will have an oversight of media. Okay, last up today. Uh, some very revealing information in the accounts of the Guardian Media Group, a uh, large global publisher that you'll be aware of. Uh, Gideon Spanier at, uh, at Campaign Magazine has been forensically going through accounts of lots of publishers, bless him, because it's fantastic work. And what he's found in the Guardian's accounts is that they've made a provision mm. to pay rebates and incentives to agencies, media agencies, in return for certain volumes of spend. Yeah. And what that means is, is that as agencies spend more of their clients' money with the Guardian Group, they unlock different tiers of cash rebates that get passed back to the agency. Yeah. Um, this is interesting, this is on the back of something we've reported before, which is that the Daily Mail Group, another big publishing group, uh, again, uh, built into their accounting that they had ring-fenced £27 million uh, to offer incentives and rebates back to yeah. To agencies, so it's kind of interesting. We may or may not see more publishers do the same. But what does it mean from a marketer perspective, yeah. as a client? Then, what do you do with this information? I mean, well, what does it mean for you? It, it means that you're getting greater transparency. I think. Yeah. I mean, all marketers know that that certainly within this country, there is a sense of there is a stretch of rebate. Um, it just happens that these two publishing groups have revealed them within their accounts recently. Mm-hmm. Um, as a marketeer or as a guardian of, the, of a media discipline within a brand, I'm happy that I know. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that I know that in the, for the Daily Mail group, 7% uh, of their ad revenue is being ring-fenced for rebate, cashback. Uh, I'm, I'm able to make some informed decisions. Will that influence the way that I tell my agencies to operate within, yeah. within media planning? Probably not, yeah. but it allows me to have a more informed perspective. Yeah. And I think that can only be a good thing. Yeah. Okay, that's it for this week. If you can think of any other serious major event that we might have missed off that list, so for example, if you're in your 70s and expecting a child uh, and you want to announce that, please let us know in the comments below. But that's all for this week. Bye for now. Have a good weekend.